And what we're not realizing is that we're in a cycle of love me, love me not, right? Like it's a toss up to which one we'll have today. Hey loves, my name is Dantea and I'm your fave self-worth therapist and coach. And this is my show, Situationship. This show is about getting out of toxic situationships that go beyond partners to family and friends and everything in between to living a life of joy and self-worth. Okay, let's get into it. All right. Hey, loves. I am very excited about this episode because we're talking about, as you can tell from the title, why you like a challenge. Now, I... (laughs) I hope that this doesn't feel like you're being called out. And at the same time, I actually do hope that you feel like you're being called out because this is this is something that comes up a lot in my own work, within myself, right? Like I find myself having very similar conversations between clients and friends, and it's all related to being really into a guy who isn't giving you the attention you want. Like he's just not showing up for you in the way that you need, not not showing up for you like with your intimate needs, your your just like very personal needs, just just like your connection needs, right? So there's that guy. There's there's this there's the guy who we want the attention from. And then all the while, there are other men who are pining for your attention at the same time as you're like focused on this one guy. And for some reason, those men or maybe the other person, they're just not doing it for you. They're just not doing it for you. You're just like, I don't know what it is about them, but like, I just, I'm not really not interested while you're checking your phone in the same breath of checking to see if the guy has texted you back, called you, whatever, answers your question, right? Any of that. So I'm here to help like always, but first let's talk about this very common phenomenon. Okay. So spoiler alert, it's more than likely it's a behavior learned in childhood that has manifested itself into how you get the attention from men, right? Like, when does it not go back to childhood? Okay, so if my theory is correct, this will definitely describe you. So you are probably the child who would do anything for the love and attention of your caregivers, right? So like caregivers being your parents, your grandparents, maybe siblings raised you, adopted parents, things like that, right? You do anything for their, for their love and attention. However, their love, your caregiver's love, didn't seem consistent, right? It wasn't something that you can you can assess and like know what's going to happen in this way at this time. Every so often, every day, I get a hug from mom when I get home from school, right? Like, like it wasn't it wasn't consistent for you. It would usually depend on your caregiver's mood, right? So, like one day they love you and are constantly providing physical touch, positive affirmations, and just good old quality time. And then there's those moments when they are really upset with you. You can't put your finger on why, can't figure out what you did. You think maybe it's something, something I said or did or or didn't do or forgot to do or supposed to be doing right now. Like, oh, I don't know. Right. Like it gets, it gets wacky. You're not sure. Uh, And so you go into this kind of like panic mode to figure out well, what did I do wrong? Because their mood is different to, to me. So I must have did something wrong. Not even really thinking like, 
could something be happening in their world that has nothing to do with me? And again, because you're a child, like you don't know, you have no idea. So you try to ask what's wrong. You ask, you know, like, hey, are you okay? Or well, uh, they don't really give you the answer to the question, leaving you feeling more confused because you're just because what what we're not being we're not able to say as a child is you stopped loving on me. How come? Right? We're not able to put those words into into a sentence. So back to this example. So the next day you work overtime to get into the good graces. Right. So for me, if my mom was in a mood or or one of my sisters was in a mood, I would like tell them much I love you. Like, you want a hug? Oh, my gosh. Can't wait to see you. I'm so happy you're home. Hey, do you want to watch a movie? I cooked for you. Right. Things like that. And what we're not realizing is that we're in a cycle of love me, love me not. Right. Like it's a toss up to which one we'll have today. So that's childhood. Now, as an adult, this becomes your understanding of what relationships look like, even friendships, right? So those of you who like know and is familiar with the show, yeah, we're here to talk about romantic relationships. Like that is what we do. It's fun. It's easy. And these same things are being experienced in our friendships, in our family, right? Things like that. So yes, even friendships. Let me give you an example. So when it comes to our friendships, right, when we when we understand this, what relationships look like back from this like, love me, love me not kind of relationship cycle from childhood, it could look like arguing, maybe, maybe pretty consistent. Like maybe it's what you guys do, you guys just argue. It looks like fighting, not talking, best friend photos, right? Like, do you, do you, do you love me? Do you care about me? Right? Things like that. When it comes to romantic relationships, it's kind of what I mentioned earlier, like trying to get his attention, wearing a dress or wearing his favorite color or cooking him breakfast or taking him out to eat or just, you know, being available, all the things, right? So let's be honest here. This is a toxic cycle that was formed because now you believe you have to work hard for your connection, love, and acceptance. So when the friendships that were passed over and the guys that were passed over, the ones, the, the friends who, okay, for, for me, so for me in college, like there were, there were, there were girls that I really wanted to be friends with in college. I was like, yeah, I, we, I got to be in those circles. I got to be friends with them, right? I'm going to do what I can to get them to see me, get them to notice me, maybe say something funny in class or maybe ask a question or whatever, right? There was that. And then there were then there were women who wanted to be my friend, would invite me out to dinner, invite me out to a weekend thing. But because I didn't rank them as the cool girls, I missed out on those relationships. And I think about that quite often, actually. Like, dang, I wonder what so-and-so's doing and, you know, things like that. Because those girls that I was, that I was pining over, trying to get be friends with, like, we're still not friends. <laughs> Maybe we hung out a few times, but we're not friends. You know what I mean? And all that anxiety that it brings. So the ones you passed over, the guys that you passed over that just felt 
like he was just too nice or boring or whatever. The friends you passed over, those people were providing you with a foundation that is clear, that you understand where you stand with them, right? They answer your questions. When you ask them a question, they answer you fully. They want to see you. They let it be known they want to see you. They are intentional and they are consistent, right? Did you ever have a friend that you like were upset because they didn't call you um, or they went somewhere fun but they didn't call you to invite you out and you try to ask them like oh girl it was last minute or oh girl it's nothing like you didn't miss anything like kind of brushing it off right and you we just accept it because we really want this friendship to work right so while these other people were trying to offer us consistency and intentionality, we are over here agonizing over when you'll see the guy again, right? The him we really, really want. The number one, the exclusive one, the mystery, the, the sexy, the asshole, right? He's usually all those things. That's what makes him hot <laughs> and unattainable. So maybe, maybe, maybe like wondering why would your friend call you a bitch, right? Oh. My bad. That's my personal story. We can talk about that another time. I had a friend that called me a bitch one time, and that was that was pretty much the end of that. Can anything of the light, anything similar to that? Okay. So in your subconscious, you believe that this is how relationships work because this is what happened in childhood, right? Is it is it making sense? So I believe this is how relationships work until until later on in life you discover another way. So you believe if they aren't keeping you stressed and tested and doubting your worth, it's not a worthy it's not a worthy relationship. Right? If it doesn't if it doesn't feel hard, it's not a real relationship that's worth my time. Yeah? That makes sense? Okay, let's take a quick break. Okay, we're back. So, okay, I know even after all of this, after even after all this ex explaining and me kind of like breaking down the story for you and understanding, you're probably like, okay, I know why I do what I do, but what do I do now? I still really want his attention, right? I still want to be friends with him. I get it. I totally understand that we can still want what we want, even if we are now aware of like a different way of doing things. So I got you. Here are my three tips to attempt to connect with these relationships that we really want that uh, just feels really difficult, right? So one, ask yourself, do I really like him? Or is it just the chase? Number two, honestly and clearly let him know what your wants and needs are, right? So there's no more cat and mouse. We either will or we won't. You let the need be known, you let the want be known, and you state that clearly. It's on the table. It's up to them to then meet that. They also have the option to be like, nah, I'm out, right? And tip number three, showcase the confidence. Girl, you gotta showcase the confidence. Just being able to say the need. So for me, being able to say, I really like it when you call me in the morning and say good morning. I really like when you FaceTime me in the morning, right? That I, I really like that to continue. I really enjoy that. And just, and just drop the mic, you know what I mean? So remember ladies, you are the prize. You are the prize. 
Okay, you got all that? I believe in you and you got this. Until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to the show, loves. This show was produced by Mackenzie Mazel and me, Dantea. If you got a question you'd like me to answer, which I know you do, please send it to Dantea at soireesandtherapy.com. That's S-O-I-R-E-E-S for soirees. When you do that, the answer might just become an episode, and I would love to keep talking about your question. Want to work with me? The link is in the show notes. I'll see you there, and I'll see you in the next episode. Okay. Bye.